welcome to today's show, Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria, Gloria Burgess, passionate, inspirational speaker, author, poet, and entrepreneur. Good morning, and welcome to Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. Today is Wednesday, December 5th. I want to give a big thank you to those of you who are listening in today. And here's a great big shout out to all of you listening around the world. I'm delighted and so grateful that you tuned in. I sure hope you're enjoying a fabulous day today and that you're having a fantastic week. Because you know what? In the grand song of the universe, life is so very, very short. (laughs) It's short and sweet and very, very precious. So I hope you're making a difference in your own life, because when you do, you also make a difference in someone else's life. Now, a lot of folks want to make their life count for something, and they ask me, Dr. Gloria, how do you do that? Well, it's really very simple, very simple. You make your life count day by day, step by step, moment by moment, every single day, 365, 24-7. That's what Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count, is all about. You can learn more about Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count by visiting the Gloria Burgess website. That's G-L-O-R-I-A-B-U-R-G-E-S-S dot com. That's the Gloria Burgess website. Now, I spell it out because we have listeners all over the world. And you know what? I might just sound like I have an accent, (laughs) right? So that's G-L-O-R-I-A. B, B as in boy, U-R-G-E-S-S dot com, or by visiting Facebook, facebook.com forward slash D-R, D-R for doctor, D-R, Gloria Burgess, P-H-D forward slash. Okay? All right. Now, today, I want to talk with you about leadership. Now, you all know that this topic is very near and dear to my heart. And specifically, today we're going to focus on servant leadership. So what is that? Great question. The core of servant leadership is simply about putting others first. And today we're going to talk about putting our kids first. We are in a crisis with our youth, a crisis. And so today I have a very special guest, Dr. Teresa Davis, and she's going to share about how she's addressing this crisis with our kids. She'll also share some of the key moments in her life that have shaped and molded her into the leader she is, and how those moments help to to lay a foundation for leading and serving in her own life, and how she supports others in doing the same in their lives. So who is Dr. Davis? Well, let me tell you about her. Like so many of you listening in out there and so many of my guests, Teresa Davis wears many, many different hats. Teresa is a leader in her community, and she's positively passionate about working with others to equip them to address some of the challenges that get in the way of the results they want to achieve in their lives. 
Dr. Davis is a passionate, lifelong learner. She's also a resourceful, creative spirit, and she is a trusted ally and friend. Now, one of the words that I think about to describe Teresa is inspired. Inspired. She has a can-do attitude, focus, and a heart for helping others live into their best and highest. Don't you just love that? I know I do. Later on in the show, Teresa is going to share more with us about the people she works with and why they're so important in her life. You know, another couple of words that I think about when I think about Teresa is perseverer. (laughs) Perseverer and influencer. This woman has a heart for youth and for other women. And you know what? When she sees a need in her community, she doesn't just wonder about what could be done. She actually rolls up her sleeves, steps in, and figures out a way to make a difference. As I mentioned earlier, Teresa wears many, many hats. Now, Dr. Davis is an executive director in the John Maxwell team. She's an advocate for children and specially abled persons in her community. In fact, Teresa is co-founder of a nonprofit organization that combines music, literacy, leadership, civic responsibility, and mentorship in after-school programs. And she recently founded a group called Lady Leaders Lead. I love that. <laughs> Lady Leaders Lead. On today's show, Teresa will share her passion about her work and how she serves others. She will also share a bit about her journey, about how she was shaped and formed to become the leader and person she is today. I can't wait for you to meet Dr. Davis. She's definitely a leader who makes a difference in her own life, in her own family, in her own community, and in the lives of many others throughout the world. As I said earlier, to me, Teresa is very inspiring. I know she will be to you as well. Now, I met Teresa a number of years ago through our mutual affiliation with the John Maxwell team. So I've had the the special privilege of talking with her about what matters to her. And I've also been blessed to witness Teresa's passion when she talks about stepping up and giving back and serving others. In fact, when I first heard her story, she was so passionate and humble. And I said to myself, you know, Here's a kindred spirit. Yes. (laughs) And thank you, God. Very cool. Now, when you hear Teresa's story, you'll learn why she's so fired up about making a difference, about making an impact on the world. We are truly blessed to have her as one of our honored guests on my show. In many ways, Teresa's love for people and her joy and passion for serving others, she actually pulls together many of the threads of what my own life and work are all about. In fact, you've heard me talk about these threads and themes on this show. The themes of gratitude, compassion, love, authenticity, courage, generosity, hope, and possibility. Can I just tell you something? 
Teresa and I had a fabulous conversation, and I'm so excited to have this amazing person, this life-changing leader with us today. This is going to be an incredible show. You don't want to miss a single word of it. (laughs) So grab your earbuds and put on your walking shoes or sit down, you know, have a cup of tea or coffee or a nice cool glass of water. Wherever you are, pull up your favorite footstool, relax in your your favorite chair, and don't forget your notepad and pen because you're going to want to take notes today. We're going to have a great time. Now, before I jump into today's show, I just want to take a moment to welcome you. If you're just joining us, I'm your host, Dr. Gloria. This is Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. I'd like to extend a special welcome to those of you who are joining my show, or if you're joining Talk Network Radio for the very first time. You are in for a special treat. I'm excited to have you listening today, and I'm deeply honored that you've allowed me to be part of your day so you can be inspired by the ideas and resources to make your life count. Today's program is all about leadership, and our specific focus is about serving others, so servant leadership, making a difference in our own life and in the lives of others, because how we live is how we lead, right? So living life with an attitude of service makes all the difference as you continue on your own journey to become the leader in your own life and beyond. I want to welcome Teresa Davis to our show today. Teresa is an amazing, wonderful person. She's also a friend. Teresa, could you just say hello so that everybody can hear your voice? Well, good evening. Thank you. And again, just want to welcome you, Teresa. And we're going to be talking about many things today and focusing in particular on our kids. And so, Teresa, I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners just a little bit about you, you know, your story, and what is interesting to you about this topic. Well, I grew up in Northern California, the youngest of, of our family, and just it's always been on my heart for justice in the school system, um, making sure kids have what they need. And into adulthood, I became a foster parent. And now I live in the Central Valley, and it's pretty much one in every four children are in foster care, which is a staggering number. And being shuffled in between foster homes and temporary placements, I began to notice how our kids fall behind and they lack. And it it just became concerning to me. So it's been my mission to become proactive and, and instead of just identifying the problem, I want to find solutions to it. All right. Well, thank you. So could you, just for our listeners who are located all over the world, just where in the Central Valley are you? What does that mean? Well, I'm in Fresno, California, and it's well, I'm about two hours south of San Francisco or three and a half hours north of Los Angeles. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And justice for our kids, I know that 
this is just a a topic that's very dear to your heart, and you know it's very near and dear to my heart as well. Teresa, can you talk to us about your work as a mentor and why it's important to have a mentor? Well, many of our kids, whether they're in foster care or not, they need a resource person, an adult that's non-judgmental, that they can talk to, get advice to, that's not always necessarily their parents, but a reliable source. Because I think sometimes kids don't feel like they can go to their parents. So I try to make myself available to many young people at many schools because in growing up, we had a resource officer at our school, and there was multiple times that I had to go to that resource officer to get advice, to get get my needs met. And for our listeners who may not know what a mentor is in the context that you're talking about, could you just say a little bit more about what what does a typical mentoring relationship look like for you and for that young person? Well, first is establishing a relationship with them. And I always lay out expectations, you know, and I, I provide them a safe environment so they can pretty much tell me anything, but I also let them know if it's something that could put them into danger, I also have to notify the authorities. But um, someone that they can rely on, someone that can talk them through, we we talk about goal setting, we, we talk about peer management, how to get along with your peers, how to take the leader role with your peers and and showing them or modeling uh, what a leader would do, how to make good decisions, how not to bully. Mm-hmm. And help them get whatever resources they may need. And typically, what, what age groups are you working with? Well, originally, I was pretty much with the high school age. But I found myself earlier this year at a K-8 school, uh, which was quite needy. 30, 30% of their children had been incarcerated. 40% of the kids were in foster care. And then it was just a mix of inner-city children that didn't have the, the parental support at home. So I made a, a slight shift in started spending more time at the K-8 school. Wow. And I know you said earlier that you want to go beyond identifying what is challenging to being proactive and, and providing support. So I just congratulate you for, for doing this work in the community. And I, the incarceration rates, I mean, that's astounding, Teresa. Are you talking about high school incarceration or K-8? through K through eight. Many of them have to steal to get a meal. When school is not in session and they don't live near a designated community center that offers free meals, they they do what they have to do. And or sometimes if their parents use any kind of drugs, they have their children uh, or they teach their children to steal. 
It, it, it's a shame. And so, so th- these these young people are obviously helping their family members. They're not just stealing for the sake of stealing something. They're they're giving back in many ways to their family. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so you you talked about kids in foster care and the percentage of kids in foster care. Do you know how the 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 kids that you mentor are you primarily working with kids in foster care or intentionally or uh doesn't it matter to you? At first it seemed like I I was pretty much I could target and pull out the foster kids, but as I I noticed that my my time needed to be equally divided between the groups because each group of kids had particular needs. And I didn't want to just just focus on one group because if I can make a difference with the kids that have been incarcerated and help them make better choices and give them the resources, hopefully that they would use the information and and empower themselves and empower their families. And so can you talk to us about some of the peer management and the leadership work with their peers, with the with the youth peers? Like what what are you teaching? What are you if I'm if I'm one of your mentees, what am I learning from you? Well, I just taught a a, a speaker's class and it, it got more in depth in that just teaching them to speak. We talked about how to communicate with one another and how to rely on one another and just to pour value into one another. So many kids pick up slang and language that's self, um, it, it devalues them. So I created a cohort and we, we learned how to value each other, uh, value ourselves, learn how to talk to your friends and and create relationships so when an adult wasn't available or I wasn't available, you could use that bond and rely on these partnerships. So I know from my own work with with young people and and just raising my, my daughter, if you can't love yourself and respect yourself, it's very hard to do that for other people. Yeah, and it's it's a big problem in our schools. There's so much fighting and bullying, and especially when kids feel like they have nothing to offer their friends, nothing to come to the table with, that they feel like they're the underdog and their family, they're struggling to make ends meet, so they can't even compete academically or with wearing the right clothes or having the latest electronics so they come in feeling inferior and pretty much fight their way to the top. Mm-hmm. So you're pouring life into these into these kids, Teresa. How um well, first of all, how much time do you spend doing this kind of work in the community and and talk to us about your why. You know, why why are you pouring mm-hmm. into these young people in the way that you do? Well, in this particular school, it's four to five hours a day, and I try to attend all of their school events. Mm-hmm. At the high school, 
maybe an hour or two, three times a week. And my why, I see myself in those children. I grew up very, very poor uh, from a broken home. Many times my only meal was my free hot lunch. So I feel for these kids that I don't even think I had it as hard as they do now because kids, they often become targets when they don't have enough or feel like they don't have enough. And so I I just, my why is I see myself in them and I want to provide them with hope that despite what the circumstances are, you need to keep your your eyes focused on where you want to be um, or what you can be, and you can go to college. Even if you're you're behind in reading or a slow reader, because that was me, college wasn't even on my radar. Mm -hmm. And show them, okay, maybe I didn't graduate in four years from college. It took me longer. But if you keep, even if it's one class day, just keep working at it, you'll get to your goal. So you've been there, done that, and now you are supporting these young people to do the same thing. And so do you share your story with with these young people, Teresa? I'm just starting to. You know, um, I think we have been conditioned in life to be ashamed of where we've have come from, and I, I thought in my own mind it was more important just to let them see who I am now, but I've learned so much more from them, I think, than they learn from me because I I think it's just as important for them to hear the journey. Mm-hmm. That they need to see somebody that's like them, that yes. has the same circumstances. Yes. So I'm learning in this journey also. Well, I'm I'm really thrilled to hear that you are beginning to share your story, your journey. And, you know, I only know the ends of your journey and your story, Teresa, but I know you know, just from my own experience, when I when I can share just a little bit about my story, especially if I'm with, with kids who look like me and who have eyes like mine and cheeks like mine and hair like mine, it makes all the difference in the world for them to know that my circumstances were very, very similar to the to to what they're dealing with. Yes, I think it I think it's important. And it's also important for what I've also done is back to to making it tangible for them is if I don't feel like I can connect with them, bring in some of my friends that have had similar experiences. So, again, so they can see someone that looks like them or sounds like them or if they have a goal of being a news reporter, I try to bring someone in so they can see that for themselves, have that conversation, facilitate um, a connection for them so they know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Well, so you spend four to five hours a day 
with these young people in K through 8 and then another 1 to 2 hours a week at the high school. So that's that's a lot of time. That's a uh, lot of time. Are you are you working with the youth in conjunction with teachers or tell me more about about your day? Like what what does a typical day look like for you? Well, most of it is on my own time. Mhm. I very much believe that God will take care of me as long as I, I'm doing what he's called me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always, most of the schools and teachers have my cell phone number. If there's a particular problem, I usually get called out. And I sit and I counsel the kids, spend some time with them, do the goal setting. And then by about 12 o'clock, I go to the designated K-8 and stay there from 12 to 4 or 5.30. And that's kind of how my day goes. And then I usually work after those hours or extremely early in the morning to supplement my income so I have the day free to serve our community. And so for people who may um, be listening and want to do what you do, are you working with these young people one-on-one or in groups, or how does that work for you, Teresa? Well, I start by volunteering at a particular school, and I, I have open conversations with the administration, with the teachers saying, I, I want to connect with the kids. How can I help? Do they need coaches for the the athletic teams? Do they need tutors? So I go in and assess what the needs are, and then I come back to them and say, well, I see that the fifth grade needs a tutor. Can I, can I volunteer to do this? And then in establishing that connection, I start to pour in and mentor those children. So it might be just one-on-one tutoring. It might be volunteering to be the coach or the assistant coach. It might be showing up at school functions to volunteer and pouring into the kids. So it starts with a can-do attitude, it sounds like, and and wanting to serve. And you said you started with a particular school, having those conversations with the teachers, figuring out what the needs are, and then showing up and saying, you know, this is what I can do. Can I help here? Can I help there? Yes, and there, there's the schools uh, currently are like sponges. They are soaking up all the help that they can get because they don't have the resources to bring in the, the aids for the kids or the mentors or even the programs. So they welcome you, it sounds like. They're they're hungry yes. for your support and your help. Yes. All right. Well thank you. And so how many schools again do you serve in? Just Um I have six right now. Sometimes it it can vary depending on the different events or um right now I've still been through the end of this year, focusing on the K through eight because their needs are are very great. Mm-hmm. So I, I said I would be there throughout the year. 
Well, this is like a full-time job for you. I mean, it doesn't take much to do the math. And you said that you get up very early to supplement your income so that you can be a community servant. Yes. And, yeah, I get up at 4 a.m. every morning, yeah. and I work work till 7, 8, you know, usually about 8, and I get a call every day from one of the schools, and I don't mind. And then if I haven't finished my work for the day, once I get home and take care of my own family, I continue to go back to work until my work is done. Well, you are you are a role model for us all. <laughs> my words, that's amazing. Great conversation today. Thank you again to Dr. Teresa Davis for being my guest. Now, if you missed any part of this week's broadcast about leadership, one person's journey to living and leading with an attitude of service, you can listen to the podcast right here on Talk Network Radio. You can also catch us in lots of other places, including iTunes, Android Alexa, and Spreaker.com. That's right, Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Now, before I close today's show, I just want to give a shout-out to all of the leaders out there all over the world. Now, that means you, (laughs) all of you amazing folks who desire to become the leader in your own life so that you can make a difference in your own life and in the lives of others as well. Now, when Dr. Davis mentioned that her own journey of making a difference began at a, a very young age, you know, when she shared about her struggles and hardships, I can tell you that just really, really moved me. And she touched a chord in my own life. When she shared that part about her story, I was thinking about how those struggles have shaped and formed and molded her into the, into the person, into the parent the sister, the community servant, into the leader she is today, the leader in her own life and in the lives of so many others. Now, many of us have heard Dr. King talk about his dream, right, his dream for the United States of America, the I Have a Dream speech, but not many people have heard these words. So I want to say them now, and it's all about service. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. reminds us, you don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You don't have to know about Plato or Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know Einstein's theory of relativity to serve. You don't even have to know the second theory of thermodynamics in physics to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. And you know what? Can I just tell you something? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your service is big or small. Let me repeat that, because some people think, well, you know, I'm just one little person. What can I do? It does not matter if your service is big or small. You just tap into that greatness, that power that lives within you, and that's how you make your life count, by tapping into that power and using it to serve others. That's how you make the difference that only you can make. Now, I always think about 
where would our world be without folks who make it their business <laughs> to step up, to step out, and step forward? Without the folks who, who choose to make someone else's life a little bit better? So, dear listeners, ask yourself, what can I do? What can I do today that will make a difference? What can I do today that will make a difference for someone in my life? My sister, my brother, my mom or my dad, my foster mom, my grandparents, my spouse, my partner, right? For my son or daughter, maybe for one of my teammates at work, or maybe even my boss, somebody at my church, one of my neighbors. What small step, small action can I take today to make a difference? You've heard me say this before, and I like to remind myself and you about this, right? Now, another simple step we can take is not doing but being. We can just simply be. It's a very simple offering you can make to show that you care about someone else. And that offering is simply to be. Now, being, sometimes we call this a ministry, a ministry of presence, right? Sometimes we can simply be with others, and in those precious moments, we can be quiet. <laughs> so instead of filling that, that space up with sound, you can offer silence instead. Just silence. Because in our fast-paced, crazy, busy world, it's quite amazing what happens when you choose silence instead of filling that that space with sound. Now, you know how much I love music. When we listen to music, if all we heard were the notes someone played on the trumpet or the cello or the drums, there would actually be no music, right? You'd just hear a great big old wave of, of endless sound. So again, just ask yourself, how can I? Now, ask yourself this. How will I? Not how can I, but how will I choose to make a difference in somebody else's life? Day by day, step by step, moment by moment, smile by smile, every single day. 365-24-7. Now, if you happen to miss any part of this week's podcast, or if you missed last week's show, you can listen at your convenience. You can even listen on the go, right? Check us out at www.talknetworkradio.com forward slash legacyliving.html. That's www.talknetworkradio.com forward slash legacyliving, that's L-E-G-A-C-Y-L-I-V-I-N-G, all smushed together, and then a .html. Before I close today's show, I want to thank each of you for tuning in today, for allowing me to share a bit about my journey with what Legacy Living is all about. Not just living and learning, but living and learning and serving so that you make a difference in your own life and in the lives of others. It's all about being on purpose every single day, 365, 24-7. Legacy living is one of the many ways to make your life count. 
Once again, I want to thank you for joining me for today's podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria, Gloria Burgess, and this has been Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. Please join me again next week right here on Talk Network Radio for another show of Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. We're here again next Wednesday, 10 a.m., right here, Talk Network Radio. Don't just count the days in your life. Make the days in your life count. That's what Legacy Living is all about. Have a fantastic day, and remember, make the days in your life count. God bless you. That's our show today. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria, Gloria Burgess. I hope you'll join me again next week. Until then, don't just count the days in your life. Make the days in your life count. That's what Legacy Living is all about. Here's to you. Have a fantastic day. Be sure to make it a yes kind of day. And remember, celebrate. Celebrate the music of your life. Make the days in your life count.